0: guys, this is Carrie with Fullerton Professional organizing and I have uh, a different type of podcast or YouTube video for you today. We are talking about two things at the same time. If you have a senior that will be is a year from graduating as a senior starting their senior year, we've got some great tips for any parent that has a senior that's going to be graduating. And especially if it's your last child graduating and you're going to become an empty nester. So, this is a two for one. Um, and uh, I think you're really going to get some good information out of this. Um, the person I'm talking to that I got this information from is Susie Miguel. And she says that she created empty nest Blessed after seeing many of her friends really struggle with the transition to the empty nest. Many of them were not only overwhelmed by the entire process, but they also felt overwhelmed by some of the things that they'd neglected perhaps during the time they were focused on raising their children. So, empty. Nestbless.com was born out of a desire not only to help herself through the transition, but also to help others learn to transition well to the empty nest phase of life. Her focus is to help women move joyfully into that phase so that we can focus on moving forward well. And she says, finishing strong as a parent and doing a better job of preparing your kids to leave the nest. She said, what you're feeling is normal, that dread of being in, uh, you know, of all of your kids leaving and going out on their own, but especially the first child also leaving for college and, you know, having them prepared. <clears throat> Sorry, let me. Now. She says, if your last child is heading off to college soon, you probably see the empty nest looming with a mixture of dread, elation, and with significant anxiety stuck in there, too. And that's normal. You know, um, when my first went off to college, uh, I watched a TV show that just made me realize that she was leaving And I broke down into the ugly boo-hoo sob. I mean, I went from, oh, she's going to go off to college. She's going to get married. And then she's going to move thousands of miles away. And I'm never, and I'm going to see her every 10 years. You know, I really went into that. And um, I have a really different situation Uh, but it, it, but that is the realization and that is the feelings that come up when you're a parent and your kids are growing up and they're going off to college. Um, but she says, take time to prepare. You know, I can remember my feelings alternating between joy, grief, anxiety, I don't know, exhilaration, freedom, fear, in no particular order. She had all of those feelings, and I can relate to that. Uh, She says, tip number one is to finish strong, excuse me, strong as a parent. First of all, you want to sit down and have an initial conversation with your child, Remind your son or daughter that these are their last years together or your last years together in one household or this is your last year together and that you're going to be using this time to make sure that they're equipped to leave the nest. You want to ask for their patience and explain that this is just something you need to do to feel like you are a good parent and they're going to have to grin and bear it because these are important life skills that you are going to teach them this last year if they haven't already been taught these skills if they already have then you're already ahead of the game but um she says you've got to know though that they that they are going to get a little irritated by this little these little lessons of yours however you're going to hold your ground and refer back to this initial conversation you've had with them. That's why you have the first conversation with them about it. Because when they get irritated, you're going to have to remind them, look, this is the reason why and where you told them that this was going to happen. And just keep pressing on. Because number one, they need to know how to find their way around. Make sure that they can use both the driving uh, navigation and and the walking directions on the phone. You know, uh, there's there are lots of ways to find your way around nowadays. You've got ways, and um, uh, there's a lot of apps on your phone for finding your way around. But make sure they know how to use. Both the driving and the walking directions on the navigation system on their phone, and you also need to be sure they know how to navigate their way around an airport if they so that if they ever need to fly, or and as well how to use public transportation. Say their car breaks down while they're off to college or in their off doing whatever at their apartment. You know living the single life they and their vehicle breaks down they either need to be able to navigate through public transportation or have a bicycle so that they have um, a, an alternate way to uh, get around and that starts their senior year tell them the key is to look around and read signs i know it seems obvious But whenever you've grown up in the same city or the same town all your life, you forget that there are signs that have street names on them instead of, you know, well, you turn at Target and then you turn at Walmart. You know, those are directions that um, don't translate when you move to a new city. So they've got to learn how to calm down look at the street names, look at the signs, and figure out where and what they're doing. So teach them to read signs. Um, And next, they need to learn how to be a good roommate, whether they're living in an apartment or college dorms. Um, They need to learn how to pull their own weight in a household, which includes not only things like unloading the dishwasher, taking out the trash and doing laundry, but also and especially noticing when those things need to be done and take the initiative to do them. And that one right there is going to be the hardest one because um, if you haven't already been teaching them that their whole life, that is going to rock their world. Um, They need to learn how to take the initiative. All right, now the next thing is how to manage medical issues. You want to have your child take over making their medical appointments, filling and refilling their prescriptions, being their own advocate when it comes to managing their health. For example, before I send my kids off, and this is, um, uh, what is her name again? Susie Miguel. Uh, She said, for example, Susie, Sent her kids off. Realized that she didn't. They didn't know that a pharmacist can often be a great resource when it comes to questions about medical interactions. Things like, for example, can a cold medicine safely be taken with another prescription medication that they might be on? Uh, calling their doctor nurse or medical assistant. They didn't always need to actually go in for a doctor's visit necessarily if they can ask questions. And then the next thing they need to know how to do, especially if they're an introvert, they need to know how to talk to people and ask for help. They need to learn to state their case and to ask good questions. Asking good questions is an important life skill. Do things like have them return an item at Walmart or Target to get their car inspected all by themselves. Now, another thing is develop strong interpersonal skills. Do your kids know how to get along with and respect people who don't share their value systems, their political persuasions, or Maybe even things like, I don't know, their fashion sense. Now, I do know for a fact kids struggle in this area right now. You can have difference of opinions, different values, different beliefs, and still not cause fistfights. Um, You can get along and tolerate each other at least for while you're together. And make sure they understand how to be a good listener, a good friend, and how to handle difficult people and that those difficult people will come. All of these are critical skills. Now, they need to be able to use the banking app on their phone. They need to know how to work within a budget, manage their debit cards, and things like that. Be they also need to be open to trying new things. College and life in general is about new experiences. You know, from meeting new people to studying abroad, you want to encourage them to try new things. You want to make sure that your kids know that college is the time to stretch themselves and take a few risks. Nothing dangerous, just a few learning risks you know learn something new um and they also need to be able to cope with the fluctuating emotions now i'm not talking about kids with serious mental health issues this generation is very aware of their mental health and that is a good thing but we don't want them to be overly concerned or worried that something they may be experiencing that is actually pretty normal is abnormal. I'm talking about kids who may wonder if there's something wrong with them if they experience the normal ebbs and flows of typical emotions and I know this to be true because I was one of those college students. Now I was working um, as a waitress at night and going to school during the day so there was a time that my car was broke down and my the person that was giving me rides generously giving me rides which you know when you're in college you take care of each other and somebody may you may have to carpool with someone for a few months and they may wind up in the same situation later on and you um you just help each other out But this particular person was a good friend of mine, but wanted to hang around after work till about 1 in the morning, and I had 8 a.m. classes. So I had started taking, at that time it was called Vivarin, and it was just caffeine pills that would help you wake up in the morning. Well, my emotions were all over the place, and I thought, Something was wrong. I really did. I I really didn't know what was wrong with me. I was, you know, in two hours around 10 or 11 o'clock, I was a basket case in tears, crying for no reason, depressed, and didn't know why. And found out that I was crashing on these caffeine pills. It wasn't like taking, drinking a cup of coffee. It was like drinking eight cups of coffee all in one pill. And then you would crash and your emotions would crash with it. So I stopped taking those and uh, I was fine after that. But these are the things that um, happen that, you know, Getting being an emotional and is normal, so they need to know that. Um, managing deadlines that's a good one. If you're the parent that's always keeping on top of your kids and keeping their help, getting them to wake up on time, getting them to school on time, getting their assignments done, and you're always after them to get it done. Well, they need to learn how to do that on their own. Managing assignments and deadlines. If you're still acting as their the, your teen's alarm clock, it is time to stop. And I think that probably should be done starting their freshman year in high school because you, you don't want them to start making bad grades their senior year in high school just because you backed off and um, they didn't know how to manage their assignments and deadlines and um i think that probably needs to start their freshman year so they get a handle of that so that they their grades can go up from there instead of just crashing in their senior year that's just my thoughts on top of this but stop reminding them what to do and when to do it before they leave your home, they need to understand that life is full of choices, and those choices have consequences. They're going to need to suffer the consequences of poor choices or poor planning, once or twice at least, in order to learn and grow. Warning, as a parent, this can be very hard to watch, and it is. It, you know, you feel guilty, you really feel guilty, because you could have brought him that book that he forgot for the tenth time, You could have done this because they forgot for the 10th time, but you've got to let them learn on their own so that they can realize that they've got to monitor their own life. Uh, And that is a a very major skill. They can't always be late to work when they go off to college or when they graduate from college. and teaching them how to stay safe. This may sound silly, but you want to make sure that they know how to do anything from calling an Uber to dialing 911, and especially to share their location on their phone. Um, Teach them to have an exit plan if they don't feel comfortable. In fact, she told them that they could even pretend that they were talking to a friend and that they were they could talk, call their parents um, when they felt uncomfortable or scared uh, when they are moving around. So make sure that they have an exit plan um, when they feel scared or uncomfortable. Once again, we told The kids, they could call us anytime they felt compromised or vulnerable and that we would stay on the phone with them as long as they needed us to. In fact, uh, they were told that they could even pretend that they were talking to a friend and that they were talking to someone besides their parents if it was uh, embarrassing. Um, Now... Once you get closer to leaving time, I mean, during the summer, there are other things that you need to do and specific conversations you need to have in order to prepare them and you for life as an empty nester. Now, uh, lay out expectations and establish some boundaries. Things like how often are you going to text each other? or call each other or FaceTime each other? Uh, Are late night conversations okay? For instance, how are you going to handle it if one of you isn't able to respond to a text or voicemail right away? Are you going to freak out if they don't get back to you quickly, or are they? We told our kids, and this is Susie talking, Susie told her kids that they were going to trust them to get back to them as, And at an appropriate amount of time, we and they were going to assume the best and trust one another with this. Okay, another expectation you need to think about if your child's going to college nearby is how often are they going to come home for the weekend? Um, Is that visit home going to involve laundry? How do you feel about that? I didn't mind if my kids came home and did their laundry or even took food with them. I always thought that was fine. Just come home and visit. That's all I cared about. So agreeing in advance about who pays for what, that's going to prevent potential conflicts down the road. All these things are going to get everyone on the same page. And I thoroughly agree agree with this. I had two kids in college at the same time and you really have to figure out how much, I mean definitely help your kids, but how much can you help your kids and let them know ahead of time where those boundaries are so that they're not thinking that you're doing it to punish them. That these are just the expectations. These are the boundaries because this is the way it needs to be because you have two in college and, you know, this is how far you financially can be stretched. Um, now, keep your own emotions in check. Love them enough to remember you're the adult. You need to act like it. Do not impose your own emotions onto your child because you're already because you're already y'all they're already overloaded you don't want to increase your son or daughter's anxiety by imposing your own emotions needlessly on them like oh i miss you how come you don't call me enough i i i don't know what i'm going to do without you you know all of those things like wow i'm really going to miss you when you're gone but i'm so excited you know, you want to show them that you're excited for the next phase of your life. That you're not going to be depressed. Don't don't make them feel like you're going to be depressed and you can't live without them. Be excited for them and be excited for yourself. And like we, it's she said earlier, be a grown up about it. Um. And build up and fortify your support system. So if you're married, obviously, talk to your spouse about your feelings. Uh, chances are they're going to share many of those same feelings. If you're a single parent, then you, you know, your support system will be your friends and family members. And, uh, and about this uh, upcoming life transition, you, you're going to talk to them about it. Most likely, you guys are going to find sympathy and understanding from them, from your friends and family. Um, Plan a getaway. I thought this was a good idea. She says, plan a getaway. Make travel arrangements for a trip sometime within your first month or so as an empty nester. This is going to give you something to plan for and look Forward to during the initial period of adjustment. You need to celebrate a job well done and relish the joy that is to come. Now, this is the last one and it's a biggie. Think about what you want in the next season of your life. First of all, play catch up. You probably will find that you need to play catch-up in some areas of your life that you set aside or put off while the kids were your primary focus. If your marriage needs attention or professional help, now is the time to get that too. Okay, does your house need attention? Ours, Susie says hers did. When the kids left, they repainted and recarpeted, and basically gave their house the once-over. Does your house need a facelift? I know mine does, but we still have to wait a little while on that. But we are taking a vacation, Uh, a very nice vacation that we um, always set aside when the kids um, were still living with us. So you're going to want to give yourself some time for that, and you're going to want to set aside some funds also to deal with those things. This new season of life brings with it an opportunity to discover and reinvent yourself. And you want to spend some time journaling. Make a list of things that you like to do that you might have put off in the child-rearing years. Do you want to travel? Do you want to return to the workforce? Or the other way around and (laughs) start a new business and get out of the rat race of the everyday workforce. Learn a new skill. Explore the possibilities and find something that excites you. Like what have you been putting off that you really want to do? Is there a language you've always wanted to learn? A place you want to go? We're going on vacation into the mountains of Colorado. I cannot wait. It's going to be great. Now, take some time to write down your hopes and dreams for the next phase of your life. It's really, really important to write it down. Take inventory and explore your options. So as your focus shifts from raising children to thinking about yourself, it's maybe going to feel a little awkward and uncomfortable, and that is normal. You're different than the person you were when you started on the child-rearing journey. So take stock. What are your skills, interests, passions? Who are you? Who do you want to be? And how do other people see you? I texted Susie. Texted 10 people that she knew well, including her kids, and asked them to describe her in three words. And somehow, getting a glimpse into how other people saw me, it was extremely helpful as I considered my next steps. And, you know, it was very encouraging, too. Now, when you want to assess, you also want to assess your resources. And she says, Emptiness Blessed is also a good uh, resource. Set goals. Go ahead and set some goals. And put a plan into motion to meet those goals. Make a plan. Once you decide what's next for your life, you want to make a realistic plan of the steps you need to take to achieve those goals. Share your plan. Share it with a mentor, a family member, or a friend and I can promise you there will come a time when you need a cheerleader that will help you uh, stay focused on your goals. Although you may initially feel like you want to avoid it and not think about it, taking the time to prepare both practically and emotionally is going to ease the transition. I promise the next season of life will bring significant adjustments both for you and your child and you're really smart to be proactive in your preparation. All right, let me go over just a, a little overview. She said, uh, Susie Mitchell, uh, Susie Mi- Miguel says, many really struggle with the transition to the empty nest. You can be overwhelmed, not only by the entire process, but also by some of the some of the things that you've neglected, perhaps during the time that you were focused on raising your children. Or perhaps you are overwhelmed by all the possibilities that the emptiness brings your way. You may be wondering, how am I going to spend my newfound time in a meaningful way? Those are all real, true concerns that Susie McGill helps you figure out. Now, in my case, I'm an empty nester, and what I did, which was also helped by the pandemic, I just pivoted my business. Um, I had glitzy glam tea parties, and now it's glitzy glamping parties. So, I do tent sleepovers and um, painting parties and... Uh, just the entertainment side of parties now. Uh, I sold the tea party side of it. And then I started my organizing business during the pandemic and that's really been good for me. And uh, now because of the podcasting and the YouTube videos, podcasting, um, I think uh, that's how I feel my time um, being an empty nester. And it does help to keep busy, but yet I'm not also working in retail anymore. So I, I have some, now I have some time for myself and for my business where before I was working a full-time job and running a business. Now I am just focusing on my business and podcasting. So I, I, And I find that all of this that she's talking about is really, really, really great. What are you feeling is completely normal. It is an odd combination of emotions, a mixture of dread, elation, with significant anxiety stuck in there too. And that is also normal. Emptinessblessed.com was born out of a desire not only to help herself through the transition, but also to help others learn to transition well to the emptiness phase of life. My focus is to help women move joyfully into that phase so we focus on moving forward well. Now, here's what she says. Susie says, take time to prepare. You are probably having feelings that alternate between joy grief anxiety exhilaration, freedom and fear in no particular order and i have to admit i have a little bit of grief that i'm going through because i miss my kids um but that is normal it is a significant life transition although it may feel daunting taking some time to prepare yourself for life as an empty nester. Play catch up. You probably will find that you need to play catch up in some areas of your life that you've set aside or put off while the kids were your primary focus. Now is the time to focus on all those things that you let go during those years. Take some time to Dream. This new season of life brings with it an opportunity to rediscover and reinvent yourself. Spend some time journaling. Fill your journal with lists of things that you want to do, that bucket list. Projects you want to take on, people you want to spend time with, and places you want to go. It's good ideas, something me and my husband should do together. Set some goals for your empty nester years and put a plan into motion to meet those goals. Have a few crucial conversations with your child to lay or children to lay out expectations and establish some boundaries. You're going to want to talk about things like how often are you going to text each other, call each other, FaceTime each other? Are late not conversations too late? Keep your own emotions in check and do not impose your own sorrow and I misuse on your child because they're already overloaded. You don't want to increase your son or daughter's anxiety by imposing your own emotional neediness on them. And that's also a good, a really excellent tip for single parents out there. Yes, I, you're a single parent. Yes, now you're going to have to figure out life without your children. Um, and it's going to be a little different than us that have spouses to lean on. But don't put that pressure on your kids. Plan a getaway. It doesn't have to be expensive. Plan a getaway. Something for you to look forward to during this time of adjustment. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. These are I thought these were excellent, excellent tips. Um, whether you're going to be an empty nester or just have a senior uh, going off to college, um, try these things. See how they work. Prepare your child for uh, life. Teach them life skills. And I appreciate you. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening. And I will see you on the next one.